Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are as the Lakers prepare to close the regular season. That's right. I said close the regular season on the Ethos Lakers podcast. The Lakers sitting at 31 and 41 going into the home stretch of the regular season. 10 games under 500. Flawed, undoubtedly. A a miserable 11 and 24 on the road. But nonetheless, they have become must see TV. And that is what we will get into as we move forward on today's show, which is a solo ride with main man Ethan. I know it's been a little while. You have to understand. It's just been one of those years, man. I'm so glad that we seem to be progressing out of the pandemic in many areas of, of this country, hopefully sustainably. And I'm so glad that warmer weather is upon us for everybody, whether you're a Los Angeles local or listening in from another state or even another country. We appreciate you. But man, oh man, it's been anything but sunshine for this Lakers team, with the exception of LeBron James's play. And that's going to be a big area of focus on today's show. But let's call it what it is, man. As Carl would say, it is what it does, right? Shout out to you, Carl. Of course. Only took me a minute and a half to get to you this time. I promise to be better about that. And if you don't know the Carl story, well, you'll just have to listen to a few episodes of the Ethos Lakers show to get to know about Carl. He is a man worth knowing after all. Lakers are 10 games under 500, ladies and gentlemen. This is the team. Kendrick Nunn is nowhere to be found, by the way. If you've seen him uh, on the sidelines, he is just... Lakers have paid for a $5 million vacation for him this year. It's been, it's been incredible. Anyhow, AD supposedly back soon. Supposedly. We'll see. Time is of the essence. At 31 and 41, the Lakers are more than 70 games into the regular season. They've played 72 games. 72 games already. There's only nine left. They're one game ahead, of, ahead in ninth out of the 10th spot. And if they fall out of the 10th spot, they'll fall out of play-in. Now, all the Lakers need is a chance, but it's been a season filled with chances and they have failed to capitalize. But let's start with the good because God knows we need it. LeBron James has been unfreaking real since the All-Star break. I mean, the dude has been incredible since the break. The Lakers have been trash. The Lakers have been hot garbage. And the Lakers have had moments where they've looked awesome. It's been so strange. As has been the season. But LeBron has been downright dominant. I said earlier this year, I sat here on this very show, and I said this is the first season in which I feel that I am seeing a human version of LeBron. And I think he just wasn't quite healthy. I just think it wasn't quite there yet. But now that he's in a rhythm and now that he finds himself in a groove, fully healthy, playing with confidence, in year 19, what LeBron is doing is literally absurd. It has never been done before. Since the All-Star break, guys, LeBron is averaging 33 points, 9 rebounds, six assists he's shooting 53 percent from the field and almost 80 percent from the free throw line not to mention better than 35 percent from distance it's been incredible to watch lebron perform 
This has been some of the best I've ever seen from LeBron in a Lakers uniform. And in particular, since March has, has come around, LeBron has been even better. 34 points per game, 9 rebounds, more than 6 assists, shooting 37% from distance while raising his overall field goal percentage as well in the process. I mean, he has just been nothing short of unfreaking real It's been unreal how good he's been. Without him, obviously, no team is going to perform without their best players to to their greatest extent possible. Okay? As as good as the Clippers have been, and what a credit to them, and really to Ty Lue for playing so well this year without their two main guys. But obviously, they would be better with them. Okay? Don't Ewing theory me here. LeBron has been just unbelievable i remember asking a question i believe it's pinned on our twitter in fact it is it's been it's pinned on our twitter when anthony davis arrived in los angeles we asked we said who is the lakers best player anthony davis or lebron james anthony davis was identified as the best player by everybody who voted on that poll by a two-thirds margin anthony davis was identified as the best player I am curious if we were to ask that question now, in year 19 of LeBron's career, and forgive me, just under two-thirds, but 62.7%, I mean, that's significant. If we were to ask that question now in year 19, I'm curious to see how far it would shift back in LeBron's favor. It's just been so unbelievably amazing to watch LeBron play basketball. I can't remember the last time I was simultaneously so frustrated by a team performance, but so inspired and so just drawn into the individual's performance. And that's what we're seeing with LeBron. And there have been times where it is very clear that he is beyond frustrated with this group. It's been clear that there have been times like that. And the reality is, he should be. When you've got guys like Stanley Johnson and Wenyan Gabriel, like we've said previously, who are out there out-efforting guys who just were expected to be better. Downright, that's the, that's the best way to say it. It's really, it's, it's understandable from a human perspective. When you're such a, especially when you're such a great player, when you are at that pinnacle of greatness, you want guys who will try. And in a, in, a, in a handful of games recently, that's been better from the Lakers. Now, they should be on a three-game winning streak, keep in mind. Right? Kristaps Porzingis ate their ass alive in the fourth quarter in a game where they were winning the entire way, and they wound up losing against the Wizards. But that's part of what makes that bounce-back win against the Cavs a good team. And God, Darius Garland is good. Okay? The Cavs are a good team. But the Lakers didn't back down in that game. Even when they got challenged, and especially coming off of a tough road loss against the Wizards, that is impressive. On a back-to-back, that, that really spoke to me. And I love the effort that we saw with that. Every time the Lakers have had a positive dis- uh, display of effort, we've sat here and we've said, God, I hope this is sustainable. I want them to bottle this up do whatever they need to do to take it with them and practice it in the next game. And more often than not, we have been just so unbelievably frustrated because the inconsistencies that we have so consistently seen with this team 
I mean, they're, they're mind-boggling. I, I really don't understand it. They, their offense has not been good at any point this year. Their defense has largely been worse. And it's clearly a flawed roster. But at the same time, there is enough talent here where it keeps it interesting. I don't expect the Lakers to really do anything in the playoffs if they're lucky enough to get there beyond the play-in tournament. It just hasn't been there all year. So to come back and, and expect that with AD coming back, I think that's just, I think that's beyond an optimist view, right? At, at no point this season has this iteration of the Lakers told us, hey, we should be more confident in this team now because of how they've played. It just has not happened. They've had some great moments. They've had some terrific wins. But by the same token, as impressive as that win against Cleveland was, not only did it take a heroic effort from LeBron James in order for the Lakers to come away with the victory, which, look, you knew he was going to have a good game, right? It's Cleveland. But not only did it take that, it took DJ Augustine having literally the scoring game of his life, going 7 of 7, including 6 of 6 from distance and scoring 20 points, okay? So it's, it's not like the Lakers just did it. We, of course, have to talk about Russell Westbrook because that's always how it goes here, okay? But before we do, I just want to say one thing. Shout out to you, Wenyan Gabriel. Shout out to you. Wenyan Gabriel is just all effort. And he is definitely not the most skilled basketball player I've ever watched, nor is he the most skilled basketball player that's going to be on the floor on any given night. But that guy just busts his ass, does the work that others don't want to do, has an interesting enough game, and I'm ready to just kind of see what else he can offer. Because the fact that he has found his way into the starting lineup for the Lakers at this point in the season is really, I don't even know if I want to use the word comical. It's, it's actually, it's incredible is what it is. And what a story for him as well, right? He's literally starting in a lineup that includes LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. I mean, what, a, what an accomplishment that must be for him personally. What a cool thing. We forget sometimes that athletes are human and especially those who are lesser known, less talented, not as prominent, however you want to say that. They're professionals. But what a feeling that must be to be a professional and working with the best of the best in your craft, right? If we, any of us have the opportunity to do that in our respective fields, we are just through the moon. Or I should say over the moon. I don't know if you want to be through the moon. It's been a long day, guys. All right? the reality of it as i sit here and just sort of contemplate the ins and outs of every day and as you guys know and if you're this is your first episode i apologize because obviously you don't know but as you guys know i'm in public education leadership working with high school students every day it is a labor of love in every sense of the word or of the term the it's not even a patience it's 
it's the purpose you have to feel is fulfilled. Because nobody goes into public education for the money. And I can't stress that enough because private education is a whole different story. Amazing to me that people will complain about their kid's public school teacher, but hire a tutor for upwards of 40 or $50 an hour and think that that is the magic elixir. It's a very short-sighted exercise. Can you imagine if we paid doctors fifty to $60,000 a year and then told everyone that they should listen to them in terms of their medical expertise? I just find it fascinating how we, we value what we reward and we reward what we value. Let's get into Westbrook. Oh, Russ. Oh, Russ, indeed. Now, Westbrook, as we know, is a very interesting player for the Lakers in the sense that it's been a rather uneven season. The overall stat line looks, to be honest with you, more or less what I expected it to look like. He's taken a hit in all major offensive categories, but we we knew that playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis, that was to be expected. But he just hasn't had the impact that we've wanted to see. I I think that, you know, when he was in Houston, the brief season that he was in Houston, Russ was able to be a more efficient offensive player despite shooting a lesser percentage from the three-point line. Okay? So what I mean by that is overall... Russ made 47% of his field goal attempts. He only shot 26% from the three-point line. But that season, he also shot over 76% from the foul line. This is important. This year, for example, and really over the last two years, he's a 43-44% shooter, so three percentage points lower, despite being about a 30% shooter from downtown. Still terrible, but not as terrible, which is really saying something. I mean, Russ has never had a three ball, despite the fact that, you know, there was actually a season in which he averaged more than seven threes a game. (laughs) Crazy. But that was his, you know, God mode season, right? When he averaged more than 30, 10 and 10 for the whole year. It's ridiculous. Played in all 81 games, by the way, that year. And the dude's a maniac. But it's been uneven in LA. But recently... Russ has had some of his best games as a Laker. In fact, over the last three games in particular, in which the Lakers are 2-1 and one, and as discussed, really should be 3-0, and oh, Russ has been really pretty good. He's scoring 20-plus points a game. He's been active on the glass, averaging 8 a game. And he's got double-digit assists in two of the last three, averaging about 10 a game. Now, the turnovers are still a work in progress, obviously, but he's also been connecting from behind the three-point line. I mean, it's just been, it's been this different version of Russ, and I feel like we've seen so many this year. How long will it take Russ to find himself? No matter what happens, the Lakers are going to have a fascinating offseason for obvious reasons, because, yeah, what do you do, right? What do you do? It's going to be just awesome to watch. Now, before we get too far into the offseason, we got to stay in the present. And the present means that you got to know what's going on around the league. So, guys, take a moment and follow us at 
ethos fantasy bk on twitter you gotta follow us there the single most dominant basketball fantasy news feed on earth it's playoff time baby get your locked in lineups and let's go get all the nba news in one handy twitter feed faster than the competition and provides more analysis too again that's at ethos fantasy bk on twitter so make sure you hit that follow button now all right and if you tell them i sent you well i'll give you a shout out or give you a cameo not that anyone would ever want that but let me know if you do. Provide proof of purchase. I'll send you something. We'll figure it out. Maybe some, maybe a baseball card. Anyway, as the Lakers move forward here, it's going to be a fascinating stretch of games. Can Russell Westbrook continue to look like this, or can he look like something else? Which is what we've seen over the last couple of games. Or I should say last handful of games now, Right? And I just, you know, I don't know what to expect from the Lakers because the reality is, like we've discussed, who does? Literally, who does? We have no idea. Had to take a sip of water there, guys. I apologize. Doing a solo show is, it is a real work of art. It is really something that has the ability to go sideways. But at the end of the day, if you got to bring it back to a talking point, it's how you connect everything. The Lakers sit here with obvious urgency to their season. But the schedule isn't going to just be a cakewalk. They're going to have a real challenge in order to hold on to their current positioning. I mean, that's the reality of the situation that they've put themselves into, right? That's just that's, that's how it is. You think about those two games they blew against the Thunder this year where they had like 20-point leads and they blew both of them as really just brutal man absolutely brutal now lakers have some time off built into the schedule going forward of course philadelphia is the big game that's upcoming wednesday on the 23rd then they don't play again until the 27th against the pelicans which is an important game because the pelicans are right behind them then it's dallas utah the pelicans again denver the suns the warriors the thunder and the nuggets this is no cakewalk for the lakers This is going to be a tough, tough stretch for the Lakers here. Keep in mind the last time the Lakers saw the Pelicans, they got embarrassed by 30 points on their home court. It's incredible. That's the bad. Bigger question is, of course, when is Anthony Davis coming back? If he comes back during the regular season, he says, you know, I'm close, I'm close, but who knows until he gets out there. Because who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy or those guys? I'll tell you who it has not been. It has not been Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza, DNPCD for the rest of the season, looks like. It has not been Taylor Horton Tucker, who has really... It's, you know, I think it's fair to wonder if Taylor Horton Tucker is more valuable to the Lakers in a trade than he is on the roster. But right now, he's taken a major step back. He's taking a major step back. He's nowhere near as efficient from the field. He's just not making the indent in the game that we would have hoped to see. He's not using his intangibles to advantage. The basketball IQ is there sometimes, but not all the time. The body language, the confidence is starting to be a little bit of an issue for him as well. It's been frustrating. Been a frustrating season for THT. There have been moments where these guys, I mean, Malik Monk is really the only off-season signing 
besides, I, I mean, if you want to count Austin Reeves, of course, that, of course, we're going to count that. But those, those guys have been the only signings that have really worked out. I mean, I guess you could put Dwight in there too, right? Worked out as intended. And don't give me Avery Bradley because they were so lucky to just get him, which is really a statement on this team. But Austin, Austin Reeves, undrafted free agent, Malik Monk on the minimum, right? Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn should swap contracts just based out of principle, right? Really, Kendrick Nunn should pay Malik Monk at least half his salary. Hopefully, Lakers can keep Monk around, man. I really, I really hope so. And, you know, Melo. I, I, Melo's fine. Melo's fine to have as, you know, the guy who plays 20 minutes a night, which is more or less what he's been in recent times than what he was prior. And I think he's been fine enough. I mean, he's averaging 13 and a half a game. That's respectable. You know, it's respectable. He'll get hot when he gets hot. And when he's cold, he's not. But that's that's what it is. It's been the player he's been for the last several years. So no shame in that game. So, you you know, Malik Monk comes back. Melo comes back. But you got to change the roster significantly around them if you do that. Obviously, Austin Reeves comes back. THC comes back. That's already nine right there. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll really see how it goes in terms of how the Lakers not only end the season, but of course shape into the offseason. But yeah, guys, this is no this is no cakewalk. They're gonna need their guys to really step forward. They're gonna need Anthony Davis. If they can get Anthony Davis back, it's go, it's it's going to be a game changer. In terms of their potential. That's the key. In terms of the potential, it'll be a game changer. In terms of the reality, the actuality, it's very much to be determined. Because we have not seen what we need to from this team. We have not seen a cohesiveness. We have not seen an ability to utilize all the talents on the floor at the same time. So it's very much wait and see. I'm curious what you guys want to see from this team. We've talked about it a lot. I mean, like I said on, you know, on a recent episode, I said I just want to see effort. And it's still been here or there. Okay? So we'll see how it goes. But it's not going to be a cakewalk. LeBron's going to have to continue to be more than human. I don't know how much longer he can do that. I mean, the guy is freaking absurd. He is just so good. He is still that dude. I mean, and I get this sort of hyperbolic about it because I can't believe it. I literally cannot believe that he's still doing this in year 19 with all of the mileage on his tires. Not only in terms of NBA basketball, but Olympic basketball, playoff basketball. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It really is. So he's going to just continue to have to be more than human. Anthony Davis is going to have to come back. Malik Monk's going to have to continue to get buckets. Stanley Johnson's going to have to continue to step up. Wenyan Gabriel playing above his head. There's so many things that have to happen. The good Westbrook continue to show up. There's so many things that are contingent upon one another that all have to happen in a synchronous fashion to allow this Lakers team to move forward with any level of sustainable success that is just asking for so many ifs. It's if, 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 if. This team desperately needs to ground itself in some certainty and hopefully, hopefully, that's what the Lakers are able to do as the regular season wraps up. 
Quickly, before we sign off, we also want to remind you guys that you can still use the coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. Keep your nads clean. Your lady will thank you. Trust me, mine does. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of the sign-up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. We like to take care of you guys, all right? Lakers only play a couple times this week, but the regular season's no cakewalk down the stretch. LeBron continues to be Superman and then some, trying to save uh, his entire team from a very embarrassing end to their regular season, as if it hasn't been bad enough. Hopefully, Anthony Davis gets back onto the floor. The Lakers might be bad, but if nothing else, they are entertaining, and LeBron makes it must-see TV. Until next, guys, it's Ethan. Appreciate you listening. I'm out. Well, obviously, this is less than ideal, to say the very least. Now learning, of course, moments after the initial recording that LeBron James is going to miss what seems like a very extended period of time with what is being called a right foot injury. And I am sure it will be treated like Anthony Davis's where the Lakers will purposely be as ambiguous and nebulous as possible as they move forward, calling LeBron day to day. Look, obviously this is horrific news on the whole. This is the least invited development possible for the Lakers, short of multiple injuries to multiple players. That said, the Lakers have shown the ability to win without LeBron James, even before this roster was constructed. And this just goes to really fuel the points that you will hear shortly regarding Anthony Davis and Rui Hachimura really needing to step up for these Lakers now in very different ways. Of course, the Lakers' newfound depth is also going to help offset the loss of LeBron James, but no matter what the roster construction is, there is no questioning LeBron James's absence will have an impact on the Lakers' push to get themselves in proper playoff positioning. That's five Ps in a row. The bigger concern besides this most recent injury, which is a non-contact foot injury, not good for a basketball player, is that LeBron has now suffered multiple injuries to both feet this season. And as immortal as his greatness may be, like all of ours, unfortunately, his body is not. As the Lakers move forward without LeBron James, we will find out exactly what this team's makeup truly is and what the future could look like in both the short and the long term. Sit back, relax. No, LeBron is not coming back anytime soon, but the Lakers certainly have the depth to push forward and continue a noble quest into playoff contention. Lonnie Walker, your number is about to re-enter the rotation. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> 